Romans 12, verse 1 and verse 2. I beseech you, or I beg of you, therefore, brethren, that's brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. This is, this is the least I'm asking of you. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world. Don't have an attitude like the world has an attitude. If the attitudes in the world are just like the church, then the world is, the church is in the world. Stay with me. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So your mind is not where it needs to be. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So in other words, if my mind is not right, me proving the perfect will of God will never happen. You can spiritualize it all you want to. If your mind is jacked up, you'll never please God. Father, we believe and we trust you tonight that you would speak through us and you would minister through us and you would heal through us and you would advance through us. And God, you will cancel every assignment of the enemy through us tonight. I give you glory, honor, and praise in the matchless name of Jesus. I pray, amen, amen, and amen. You can take your seats in the presence of the Lord. I don't know why the church has overlooked the mind for so many decades, but the mind can be very challenging to the spirit. I was out here earlier uh, in our time of just presenting ourselves. And the more I talked about getting stuff off of your mind, the, the thicker the atmosphere got with the presence of God. So it's not the devil, it's the thinking pattern. Y'all been rebuking stuff and all you got to do is change your thinking and everything will clear up right there on the spot. We spent, we done wasted so much oil putting it on them and getting no results. We've been trying to take people through deliverance. Deliverance takes place when people's minds change. They need to be delivered from a certain way of thinking because your thinking can either advance you or get you into a whole lot of trouble. So what I've done since I've grown and since I've gotten into arenas where a lot of foolishness doesn't go on, when you find out that people, you have to hold a conversation, I can't sit there with Bishop Jakes and start speaking in tongues. He don't want to hear me speak in tongues because he's going to ask me questions that he wants answers to. So I had to prepare myself after I'd gotten done speaking in tongues that I was able to speak in English and explain my posture. Because in his presence, if you're looking funny, he's going to ask you why. I can tell a lot of people not ready for the upper level because their posture, they can't give an answer for what they're looking like that for. And somebody wondering why do you know? I don't know because I don't know what's going through their head. I just know what's going through this one. So the mind has to be renewed in the book of Ephesians chapter four. I'm only going to read one verse of scripture. That's a verse uh, 23. And this is part two, mind renewal for kingdom business. All we're doing is, uh, is, is just mediocre business. If we, our minds are not renewed, you're not capitalizing on the opportunity. If your mind is not renewed, your mind will keep you grounded when God wants you to fly. I said, your mind will keep you grounded when God has called you to fly. Your, your mind will keep you in an old state when God's ready to take, take you upstate. So verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I asked five questions. We're going to give the definition of renewal again. And then I'm going to ask these five questions. Then I'm going to take you through scripture. 
It is my mind that could have canceled out my relationship with my spiritual father. It is my mind that could have canceled out my double portion anointing that I'm walking in. It is my mind that could have kept me from interacting with his son who was here on Sunday and done a wonderful job. It is my mind that could have caused me to be competitive and I wouldn't have brought uh, Apostle Porter in on Wednesday night. Because when you compete, something's wrong with your mind. How are you going to compete with your brothers and sisters and y'all on the same team? Nothing's more crazy than the center turning around and sacking the quarterback. Somebody got a visual of that. You hike the ball to me and then turn around and sack me. Okay. Okay. Renewal. To go back to a point or area from which and what entity. It uses the word entity because you're not just an individual. Every individual represents an entity. An organization. Read on. An entity has departed. Return. I put in there refresh. So renewal is to get you back to the original thinking of your creator. Not the individual thinking of your bloodline. Listen, listen. All the weaknesses in you are just like your mother. So you have to go further back than that. Or just like your father. Your mom and daddy had an attitude. You got one. So you got to go further back where there were no attitudes. So it has to be a renewal. My renewal is not, and I said it the other day, it's not the day I was born. The day I was born was the day I I was wrapped in the weaknesses of my parents. The day I was born was the time that I came out into this world and now I'm demonstrating the mindset of my father even if I never met him. When you're born, you are demonstrating the weaknesses of what you have gotten from the DNA of your parents who did not do as much as you're doing right now. So if they didn't do as much as you're doing right now, how can you reflect to them in order to get information for where you are? They never had the type of house that you have. How are you going to pull information from them? They never were an entrepreneur. How are you going to pull information from them? They never done successful ministry. How are you going to pull information from them? So you're always reflecting back to weaknesses and never tapping into the strengths. I had to be okay with divorcing myself from the weaknesses of my parents. I was taught and trained to divorce myself from the weakness, not forget them, but divorce myself from their hangups. Because the mind that God has for me, I could not have it if I was blocked by their limited minds. Five questions to ask. That leads you to a renewed mind. See, it always gets funny when you start talking about the mind. You want to know why it gets funny? Because your mind is jacked up. (laughs) Don't mess with my mind. You know what guards traumatized minds? Demonic activity. It's called a stronghold. 
So when you stuck, a stronghold is a demonic activity that's assigned to that place in your life that you never get free from. It's intentional. Why do you think so many generations stayed there? Because there's an assignment from demonic activity, which is a stronghold or a strong man. So you got to define what that strong man is or it will, it will perpetuate, it will continue to repeat itself from generation to generation to generation. What I done, I found my daddy's strong man. I defeated my daddy's strong man. I brought my daddy's strong man down. Let me ask you these five questions. What was, what was the original plan? And some of you got these the other uh, week. What caused the change? What were the results of the change? There's always going to be results behind everything you do. There's going to be results behind everything you do. Never think that there are no results behind whether positive or negative. There's going to be something happen that's behind what you do. Number four, how do you return to the original plan? You got to get information beyond what you remember. Now, let me stop there for a minute. You know, Lady Davis, I didn't, I didn't know because we didn't have as many photographs of when I was young. But Lady Davis and them, they had photographs, you know, so far back, so many generations back. So they could trace uh, Lennox really far back by photographs, you know. They had a photo uh, book. So they, they, they could trace things back really far. But you could also trace weaknesses back very far. So for, for us who think it's been a robbery or an indictment because we don't know but one or two generations back, that may be good for you. That, that may be good for you that you would totally rely on the kingdom of God for your identity. That you would completely, that, that you, 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 have to, you have to rely on the kingdom of God for your identity and the direction of where you're going. What is to be gained by this return? What is to be gained by this return? I started to trickle over into uh, towards repentance, but I want to talk to you just for a moment. What happened behind this conversation? We dealt deeper with the conversation that Eve had with the serpent. Now, snakes don't look like they used to. They all have the inner, it, listen, some of you, you love to gravitate to people who are conning and you shy away from people who are direct. If you're called of God, you're going to be direct. If you're conning, you're trying to trick somebody. So the result of this conversation they, they now have to work hard by the sweat of their brow. So this is what it says. Hard work was the results of it. The removal from the land was the result of the change in their minds. So they were removed from Eve. And then they had to work hard. So they found no pleasure in their labor. One thing about it, I enjoy what I do. What I do feeds me. I'm not trying to get off the clock. I am not so, I'm not so worn out. I need to, I need Saturday to come, the weekend to come. 
So they now, they're worn out by their labor because the conversation with, with Satan caused them not only to be kicked out, but to be removed from the garden. And now they're in a land that they have to plow. God never intended for you to plow and labor like that until you're almost, your back is almost broken. That was not his intent. So stay with me here. Stay with me because this is very important. So in Genesis 3 and verse 23, it reads this way. Genesis 3 verse 23, it says, Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken to till the ground. Now he's sweating. Now it's hard every day. Now he's frustrated every time you see him. Now he's working overtime trying to keep up what God blessed him with. Okay, just just go on, just go. So it became really hard. Ministry, this producing this has not been hard. You want to know what's been hard? Dealing with difficult people. That's been hard. It's, this, did not, this is not hard. There's nothing hard about this. The money's always in place. Everything's always good. Anything that breaks, we can fix it. It's not hard. It's just people who are, who are living in the wrong mindset that make it difficult. We don't feel anything spooky when nobody's here. So I'm going on because, so, okay, let, let, let's go back so we can make sure we answer the questions. What was the original plan? God made man to rule, subdue, and take dominion, Genesis chapter 1, verse, starting in verse 26. That was what man was created for. God placed man in the land. He created the land, placed man in a garden. He placed man in a garden, something that was really productive. He didn't place him in a desert. You're only in a desert when God wants to get out of you what slavery put in you. The longer you need something to get out of you, the more you're going to have to walk through dry places. I just chose to not walk for 40 years. So, so what caused the change? What caused the change is having a conversation. The Bible says that the serpent was cunning. He was decisive. He didn't come telling you bad things. He came telling you what things that seemingly good. He made you think that your, your God, your father was holding out on you. You have to be careful when you get in a kingdom arena and the serpent starts talking. Uh, Pastor Gary, he keep driving all the way from Tuscaloosa. He's there every Wednesday night, but he's not getting the chance to preach. But he's getting a chance to serve. He's getting a chance to be a student. Which means he's going to be a son. Which means that he's going to have an inheritance. I walked it out. I know how it works. So the conversation changed the mindset towards the creator, towards the founder. Now they operate outside of the instructions that gets them removed from their garden. 
Anything outside of the garden is always going to be hard work. Which means anything outside the purpose of God is always going to be hard work. Stay with me just for a moment. Stay with me for a moment. Maybe it's hard because you're not in his will. I didn't say life wouldn't happen. Life is going to happen. But life promotes you to the next place that God has for you. So now he's out of the garden. He loses his land. He loses the land that his father gave him. Because anytime you are considered a kingdom citizen, God will give you territory. I read something, and I'm going to read it in just a little bit. I'm going to read it in a little bit. But if you notice, if you look through your Bible, you see where uh, Jacob, or who was Israel, who became Israel, when he named his sons. If you read about his sons in the New Testament, there were lands named after his sons. I, did, I never noticed it until really today. And, and I'm, I'm going to take you to a scripture, and if you back up just a little bit further, you will see the names Ze, uh, uh, Zebulon and Neptali. They were lands, but they were the name of Jacob's sons. So you don't name a land after the person unless the person owns the land. So if we can, if we can renew your mind, there's going to be some property with your name on it. Okay. All right. That's for another day. So he was, re he was removed from the garden that was plentiful, that was very productive, and now he's working hard. So there's, what, what, what is going to bring us back to the proper place? And I may land here just for a little while. What's going to bring us back to that proper place, number four? How do we return to the original plan? How do we return to the garden? Now, they, they can never find the Garden of Eden. You want to know why? Because the Garden of Eden is anywhere a kingdom citizen resides. You want to know where the Garden of Eden is? Right here, where I am, because the kingdom of God is in me. You, know what, you want to know why I rule and subdue in this place? It's because this is the property. This is the garden God gave me. It's that simple. Everybody knows who the senior pastor is around here. I, I think like that. You have to think like that. That's why I don't give a trustee board or a deacon board the power to determine what I do. You won't clean up the mess. Why should you be able to vote about the mess? I'm the one that's got to clean it up. I'm the one that's got to sit people down. I'm the one that's got to run away the wolves. So, so this, this conversation causes some problems. Things change. Now we're trying to get back. So when you hear teaching like this, it is to get us back, not to your birthday. Not to the introduction of the weaknesses of your bloodline. That's what your birthday is. It's the introduction to the weaknesses of your bloodline. Nobody had to teach you how to lie. So it introduces you to the weaknesses of your bloodline. This conversation that caused the fall. So there were people, uh, let me go, go back in, into uh, Egypt when they were slaves. Well, there were children who were born in the desert. Because all those who were older than 20 died in the desert. So this pandemic is producing another people. 
Now, if you're going to serve them slave food, they're going to have some problems with that. They were born to go in. Okay, all right. Anyway, let me go on. So God comes up with this solution called repentance. The thing that religious people hate because it seems to speak to them that they're wrong, and they are. So repentance is a change of mind that brings us back to the original state or plan of God. The thing that people don't want to do is what reinstates us. I'm going to say it again. The thing people don't want to do is the thing that God put in place to reinstate us. So most of you repent because you don't want to go to hell. I repent because I want my land back. I want my status. I may have been birthed in poverty, but I know I got land. I may have been raised in a single parent household, but I know I have land. And I am getting my land because the proof of my kingship is my property, my territory. So repentance changes my mind. It reverses all the weaknesses that those before me operated in and then also I operated in it. So it reverses that. It cleans up the mess and gives me the original opportunity. So if you're teaching kingdom, king's domain, if you're teaching that, you're trying to get people back to the original. You ever been the type of person you never had it, but you seem to be attracted to it? You're sitting there, you ain't ever been successful, but you're attracted to the success. And you don't have anybody that came before you that was ever really successful. So you have no one to look to, to to identify with you about what you're feeling. The reason you're feeling like that is something on the inside of you is attracted to all that God had you before that fall. If you you knew my history, you knew where I came from, you knew how I was raised in church, what I'm doing now don't make no sense where I came from. If you understood the way I started doing church versus the way I do church now, I don't have any, I didn't have any references until I got around people who were doing it better than me. That's why you got to get around somebody doing it better than you because the ones behind you don't have answers. So I'm now, I'm now attracted. I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to something greater than me because greatness is in me. So never be, never feel bad because you're attracted to greater and large. And, and no, no. See, I can't handle small because small is not in me. Large is in me. A lot of people, and there are a lot of times they get in your leadership and they try to teach your church how to be small. But if you're called to do mega, you can't accept that. I, when, I, when I went to, to Lithonia to leave for those months, um, in that same year, we had a New Year's Eve service. 
and uh, my church here from Birmingham came over as well. And uh, we done a march on that night. It was cold out there too. But some of y'all remember that. But we done a march, and I was surprised. I got there, you know, I got changed and everything, and, and I go down to meet everybody in the Family Life Center. And when I walk in, I saw over 2,000 people waiting on me to march around that property. Over 2,000 people. Well, the, those people were waiting on me. Then what's waiting on you, and you don't show up because of your thinking? So I walked in there and you couldn't even see the floor. And you're talking about taking a deep swallow. I, oh, oh. And they didn't care how cold it was. And on my word, we started marching and we marched all the way around the property. And they want to know why that highway is open now. Because we marched and opened it up. See, I, 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 I do little church if little church was in me. But little church is not in me. Somewhere in me it says that you have territory. And my land calls me. So repentance, what it does, it brings me back to my original state. It starts to help me to embrace what God really has for me. Let me explain something to you. Anytime you go through slavery, at the end of that slavery period, you get land. The only reason you didn't get land is because you didn't know your rights. <laughs> But the end, at the end of a slavery period, it's even biblical. You don't just release them. You got to give them land. Some of y'all got released and then went to labor for somebody else instead of laboring on your land. I am trying to teach these ministers and these leaders, get in your land, work your land. This is my land. This land responds to me. Ain't no way you can get jealous of me. My land responds to me. The earth that's come out of these people who are drawn to me came out of the same earth that I came out of. So he, he, he institutes this thing called repentance that, that religion has put a stigma on. So that we never get back to our original state where we rule, subdue, and take dominion. So things continue to rule over us. Finances, uh, financial weakness rules over us. Sickness rules over us. Every tormenting demon rules over us. What we should be chasing is chasing us. Because our minds are not renewed. And then we have elementary people trying to teach us how, how to be mature. Man, if I don't have my land, I'm not mature. That's why I get fault because when you teach kingdom messages, it exposes the counterfeits. You ought to be saying, even if you don't have land, you ought to say, my lights are going off. I'm going to get my land. Where is my land? What have I been driving by that's been calling me? We had just purchased the other building. Shannon was with me and we drove up on this property and I said, this is our next land. 
We had just closed. We had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in closing. We leave closing and drive up here on this property and say, this is our next land. Because this was calling for me. And guess what? I arrived. We arrived. And I would never go after something that doesn't speak back to me. So if it spoke back to me, it doesn't need to be a problem to me. The blessing of the Lord make a rich and add no sorrow with it. If this was the blessing, it can't add sorrow to my life. It can't rip apart my family because I'm here. So repentance is repentance. It is a change of mind that brings us back to the original state or God's plan. God's plan. Not makes us feel good because we're not guilty anymore. Y'all struggling with guilt so much you don't even see your land. I hope, I hope, I hope you don't preach about my issue. Listen, there ain't no way you can preach this Bible and not hit your issue. You just got to come in ready for truth because truth makes you free. And, and if you're getting all tight because truth is being preached, that's a sign you always going to be a slave to somebody's land. Acts 3 and 19. Acts 3 and 19. Acts, Acts 3 and verse 19. No, nobody's trying to control your mind. I'm trying to free your mind. Because some people were with me because their minds are not free. You know you're not going to get your way up in here. But if we free your mind, you'll see what's yours. In this season, because I'm being stimulated by, by the legacy of my father. I, I'm, no, no, I'm not letting anybody take. I had let people take too much stuff from me. You ain't taking nothing else from me. I got to pass something on. And if you keep taking planks out of my ship. Okay. okay. Verse 19. Repent, therefore, and be converted. That your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now, why in the world refresh going to not want to repent? Did you read that sign on the building out there? That means if we're going to continue to be refreshed, we got to continuously repent, change our mind. Refreshing comes behind repentance. Refreshing doesn't come when you gain more assets. Refreshing comes behind repentance because repentance is a change of mind. Which says, I am not going to think like that anymore, so I'm not going to have those type of emotions. You can always tell when repentance has failed because they still express the same emotions. Surely thereafter will be the same actions. See, see how, how you, you saying I'm wrong? Yes. And it's okay. Now you can get it right. If, if someone hadn't told me I was wrong, I would have never got it right. And I would be still in a trailer. 
Nothing's wrong with a trailer. Hear me. Nothing's wrong with a trailer. But if I had not changed my mind by somebody telling me that I was doing it wrong, I would still have my family in a place that they would not enjoy. I would still have this church in a place that it doesn't enjoy. But since I lead, my mind needs to be refreshed. Many of y'all are accustomed to technology. If you weren't, you are now. But every now and then things get slow and you have to refresh it. And there are sometimes old images will come up because you don't refresh it. So when you don't repent, old images come up in a new day. Let's say that again. Old images come up in a new day. Old images come up. And I no, I didn't do that, and you're not gonna punish me because you didn't refresh. Matthew 4, verse 17. This is where you see Neptali and Zebulon. If you read up further, I'm not I don't have time. I have about three minutes. Uh, but if you read more of chapter four, you'll see the names of the land, which were also the names of Jacob's sons. I just, I just saw this just yesterday or today. This is what it says in verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand or near. So when the kingdom or the outpouring of God, or the manifestation of God's glory, where God really wants to bless his people, before he releases it, he calls for repentance. He calls for a change of mind, a renewing of mind, because your old mind can't handle this big thing. Let me tell you what's, what's warring against my next level staff. Old thinking, unrepentant minds, can't handle anything fresh. Because a mind that repents, in, it welcomes and invites those who are of the same kind. Anytime you have leadership, catch this, anytime you have leadership that's fighting your new increase or your new people who are coming in, it's because they didn't repent. They got an old mind. They can't do it, so they want to stop what is sent to do it. So when they do that, what they're saying is we're not going to shout with y'all because we don't like who you brought on the team. Well, the one that brought us on the team is what's going to help us to win the championship. And guess what? We all get a ring. And the reason they're operating like that is they didn't repent because everything begins to change when the kingdom of God is near. And so you have to make adjustments. And you, if you were considering the feast time, there's a, there's a time of Ash Sunday. There's a time that you're going through a week or so of repentance because you're repenting because God's about to do something great. But those of you who have not had a change of mind in the greatest season of your life, and the only reason you see this season like you 
you saw it the last time it's because you're not repenting because if you repent it will open up your eyes and you will be able to see that this is the greatest season of your life there's people who have been building houses buying houses all during this pandemic when the material is high in its in price but they're still doing things because they understand I am not going to live what I used to live I repented and I can see that heaven is open over my life and God wants to bless me and generations after me Since you don't want to repent, Jesus said repent. Jesus said have a change of mind, change of heart. Because the kingdom is so near, you don't need to approach it with that type of mindset. If you hand it to them, they're going to kill it because their mind don't know how to handle it. Anytime a move of God comes, a move of God is stimulated and validated by a season of repentance. Which means we're changing our mind. We're not going to think the same way about a new thing or a fresh thing. If God wants to do something fresh, we're going to repent so our thinking don't stand in the way. Let's go ahead and cancel out the devil. He can't stop this one. But your unrepentant mind can stop this one. Your mind that's not transformed is going to work against it. I'm going to tell you, I am 55 years old. Homie ain't playing now. These are the strongest years of my life. And I'm not going to waste my years with people who don't change their mind through repentance. This is God. Somebody say, this is God. And the kingdom is not near. The kingdom is here. We're seeing it in the lives of our people. Not just in my life. Not just in my house. We're seeing it in the lives of God's people. And that's what God wants. Listen. I gotta go. Every house that you don't get, the devil keeps it. All the properties that you don't obtain, the devil keeps working. You know, they need to stop that. No, you need to own that. If you own the property, you could stop the lawlessness that was going on on the property. But since you don't own it, now you got to tolerate it. And you got to sit there and talk about it. And you say you're praying, but I don't believe that's prayer. Because real prayer starts out with repentance. I'm like this. Not one thing that God has entrusted me with will ever fall back in the hands of the adversary. Not one thing, not one thing that God has put my name on there as a deeds or a president will ever fall in the hands of an adversary again. No, 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 no. I'm telling you right now, y'all need to get some tenacity about yourself. You don't necessarily have to sell the house you in. You don't have to sell it just to get another. I want to stress your mentality. You don't have to sell a house to get a house. I'm going to say it again. You don't have to sell your house to get a house. 
the kingdom of God is being released. We're not letting territory fall back into the hands of the enemy. I gotta go. I, I gotta go. All that religion, all that I'm still hurt from the 50s, all that stuff that's still lingering around, all that stuff that's depleting you of the best that God has for you, that stuff is over. It's gonna be very evident by June that we've been playing some games and we haven't truly been repenting because there's a shift. There's a major shift and Jesus said it. I need you to repent for the kingdom of God is near. It's right here and you got to change your mind because you will squander what I have if you don't change your mind. I know I'm different. My daddy was. And there's no way you can sit under me like that and not be like me. And there's no way you're going to sit under me all these years. And I've been preaching and teaching like this for almost 25 years. This didn't just start. I've been taking over wherever I see it. I know it belongs to me. I don't care who has it. I started naming it and claiming it, and I know it's mine. I don't care who's there. It's my stuff, and I'm going to get my stuff, and it's the restoration of the Garden of Eden. I got my mind right back right, and I'm now Adam. I am Adam. I am Adam. I am Adam. I am Adam, and I got my territory back. I got my property back. I want to push you over the edge tonight. I want to push you over the edge tonight where you're not just satisfied with where you are. Yeah, I know to be content, but I'm not going to be content when God is releasing his kingdom in my life. I want my stuff. Because of my mindset, I never had to beg for anything. Nobody had to come in and support me because my mind changed. I didn't need government cheese. I don't preach like this cause we're unstable. I preach like this cause we're stable. Doing what I do is not hard. Teaching you how to be what God taught you, wanted you to be. That's what's difficult sometimes. Because sometimes our minds stay in a place that God is not. If all you're going to do is be saved, just get out of my way. Because I'm more than saved. I'm here to torment the devil. I'm here to torment every demon that's hovering over the property and, and all the territory that's being used for the advancement of the kingdom. I don't want to talk about how bad they are. I want to get a strategy how to take one piece of property at a time.
as I leave, if you had nothing, I'm the right person for you to be under. Because I'm going to preach until you get something. And if you keep your spirit open all the time, I promise you, you'll have more than anybody before you ever had. Because God wants to prove that you're kings and priests. He wants to prove it in 2022. God wants to prove it. I don't care what happened prior to this. God wants to prove it that you are a king and he has king of kings. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more, visit our website at refreshfamily.church.